you're listening to Adulthood Academy. I'm your host, Angela Hatchie. This community is a resource for all those adulthood things many of us were never formally taught. That's all the stuff from learning to handle your finances to navigating different relationships. It's all in here. I've spent years working to figure out adulthood, feeling like I was shooed out into the world wholly underprepared. Since then, I've gotten myself out of debt and prepared myself financially for my future, learned to cook and bake pretty good stuff, and learned to start saying important things out loud in all kinds of relationships. There is far more ahead to learn than there is behind, and that's what I'm here for, to foster this community of perpetual go-getters who are working to fulfill their potential in every facet of life. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get in there. Hello, my friends. Hope you're having a good Friday and had a good week this week. I um, woke up today thinking that I was on a completely different day. Like yesterday, I thought it was Tuesday all day long and just skipped right over Wednesday. So I usually record these podcast episodes on Wednesday, but here I am Thursday. I lost today this week on accident, so I'm catching up on all my things. And um, so that's my week. And working on a little project for you guys, something really exciting coming up. And, you know, I have decided, I usually write outlines for these episodes. I put a Google Doc uh, up and I edit it a little bit. I never have put together a crazy outline, but I want to start doing things more just normal. I feel like I spend a fair amount of time in the online world and looking at social media and listening to podcast episodes. And it's just so rare to find somebody just being themselves. (laughs) And the people that you do find, you have such a better genuine connection with. So I'm starting to work towards that. And so I have like literally one, two, three, four things written down. And I'm just going to talk to you guys because isn't that the whole point of having a podcast? Like I'm in your ears, I'm in your car, wherever you're playing me right now. And that's the whole point. I'm here to just talk to you. Like we're having coffee, like we're friends having coffee. My intention is never to show up and just like spew information at you. I want to be here as your friend, as someone that you can ask for advice, or if you're going through something, you know, money related, adult related that you need help with, like, that's what I'm here for. I'm not here to be some, you know, unattainable friend in your ears. I can't tell you how tired I I am of like over curated Instagram feeds and people sounding like robots and people getting on sales calls and sounding like a robot on a sales call because they're reading a script from, you know, some program that they're in. Um, I'm just kind of over it, to be honest with you. And I'm going to try to do my own thing here in the world. There's so many people trying to emulate other people and the best thing we can do is just to show up as ourselves. So that's what I'm going to be doing from here on out. And I hope that it's something that you guys enjoy. I will always continue to bring you guys valuable content and things that are useful to your life. But I think this roadblock, like I took a week off, um, I think it was last week, just because I was feeling overwhelmed. Like I was feeling like I had to show up in certain places. Like, okay, you have to be on Instagram for an hour a day and then you have to send 10 DMs and then you have to do this. And it just felt so mechanical and I just want, to show up and communicate with people and pass along any knowledge that I have and answer questions for people and be as helpful as I can without like having things be so regimented. Like 
I just want to develop relationships with people. <laughs> Online is hard because everybody has a say about how to go about it. Like, okay, you have to send 20 DMs. Here's a DM script for you. This is exactly what to say. Ask them about their business. Ask them how they are. And it's just too much. Like, it's too much to show up that way for me. And I was feeling this sort of block where it's like, I don't want to show up if that's how I have to do it. And honestly, I'm like kind of talking myself through it right now, if I'm being honest with you. I spent an entire week like, I don't know what the problem is for me to just like, how hard is it to post a photo on Instagram? It's not hard. Just pick any photo from your camera roll and try to add some sort of valuable, um, you know, value in your caption. But it's like, okay. On Wednesdays, we're going to do this kind of post. On this day, we're going to do this kind of post. And you end up just curating your life in such an inauthentic way. It's fucking crazy to me. So bear with me as I work through this. Honestly, it's uh, been a bit of a wild ride, but I'm working on showing up, just showing up and doing the most valuable thing I can for you in that moment. And I'm putting together something for you guys that is going to be kind of amazing and different from some of the other programs that I've seen out there, but, um, so anyway, I've been working also on that. And maybe that's part of my, you know, mental block is just trying to work through putting together my very first program for you guys and, um, kind of working through all those kinks. Okay. So anyway, enough about me. I hope you're doing well. <laughs> and, um, so today I wanted to talk about not being embarrassed about whatever your current money situation is. So. I'm going to give you a few personal examples also in this episode, but I think we have such a pressure of like, okay, well, my friend owns this really nice car. So in order for me to feel good about myself, I should also own a nice car. Like I can't tell you the amount of times I've showed up for something in my old, like literally, let me think about what year my car is. I have a 2005 gold, like grandma gold Toyota Corolla. Uh, it was literally owned by a grandma. Uh, my niece and I named my car Gladys Peach because she's like an old lady car. So that's my car. I have no car payments. I paid for it in full. And I have at some points felt some sort of shame around my car. Like it's not a super nice car. It's reliable. And I can't tell you the amount of times that Either I've given a ride to somebody or I've carpooled with somebody and felt some sort of like pain or some kind of shame around the car that I drive and how it's old, <laughs> how it's gold. And you just have to lean into it. Like I named her Gladys because she's an old person's car, like a grandma. Your grandma probably drove a similar car or drives a similar car today. And I have just felt that sort of like embarrassment about it for. I don't feel it anymore. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I've just leaned into it. But I have felt that before when I was embarrassed about the car that I drove because my friends and my family member had nicer cars and my friends were driving brand new cars in high school or they got the hand-me-down car or whatever it was. And um, just having something like, it's just a car, right? It doesn't have any bearing on who I am, what I believe, how nice I am, how much... <laughs> Uh, I care about other people. It's just a car. And so if I can learn to be detached and if you can learn to be detached from the things that you own, the car you drive, the clothes you wear, the purse you wear, then you're doing the best that you can with what you have. And there's no shame in that. So let me give you uh, an example of my childhood, if you're interested. <laughs> so my dad never had any money. Like 
down to the house we grew up in and the car we drove around it was always um an adventure to say the least okay so so i remember all of our cars were trades for something else my dad was big into trading for things so uh we would trade i don't even know what we had we would trade like a couple old cars on our property for a car that ran so that we could drive around so we had uh this really old red subaru for a while we had this huge huge brown van it had like beige stripes on it and i remember driving to yosemite in it and i remember the shirt i was wearing i was wearing a shirt that had like these sparkly gems on it and it had fish on it i don't know why i remember that detail but i can picture myself sitting in the back of that van and it was always just like we're just trading crappy stuff for slightly less crappy stuff in middle school we had a panel truck i don't know if you guys know what a panel truck looks like I think it's like a 1950s panel truck. I'm not sure about that. I'm not into cars, okay? But it's huge. We used to call it the pickle. It was green, various shades of green. It was never the same color green. It was dark green. It had a white roof painted on it, like house paint painted on it. I don't need to describe it anymore to you, okay? It had like the fenders were cut to fit bigger tires. So it was this monstrosity, right? This ginormous pickle car, we called it, all my friends called it. The door didn't work, so the passenger side, imagine, right? I'm like, I don't know how old middle school kids are. 10, maybe, let's say 10. So I'm 10 years old, there's no back seats. There's literally a driver's seat and there's a passenger seat. That's it, like the back of it, completely empty and hold out. Okay, I actually have another funny story about this uh, panel truck that I will tell you in just a minute, but the door didn't close all the way. So I'm 10 years old, we're going around turns. Any left turn we make, I have to hold the door shut because otherwise it just flew open. It didn't like hook, it didn't hook in naturally. However, car doors work, it didn't do that. You had to slam it shut really tightly and then like as the car drove, it would just shake it would shake the entire car and it would like wiggle itself so that it was loose. So you had to hold the door shut while you drove. Okay, great. Glad you have that mental picture now. So of course, of course, right? We've all know it's happened in the movies where you ask your parent to drop you off, like not in front of the school because you're embarrassed about it. Okay, great. So <laughs> I would do that and then i would also just like duck down when we would drive past my friends when i was getting picked up so there was like the pickup line as soon as i heard because you could always hear the truck before it arrived so as soon as i heard the panel truck arriving i would like walk really fast to the end of the line and get in and then i would pretend to like tie my shoe or put out my seatbelt and look away like so obvious i'm sure to my dad and it couldn't have made him feel great about it either because he was doing the best he could right so that was my shame around the cars that I grew up riding in. So, of course, it translates to the car I have now. The car I have now is great in comparison, right? It runs great. It's paid in full. Gets great gas mileage. It hasn't broken down on me. Knock on wood. Amazing, right? Okay, so why should I feel ashamed about that? I have to move past that, and you have to move past whatever the current money situation you are now and just learn to do whatever you can with that and learn that it's not... A permanent situation. It's not a permanent situation when I was riding around in the pickle, right? Eventually, 
I got my own car, right? I'm not going to ride around in the pickle. By the way, we still have this car to this day. My sister owns it and it's parked at our house. Quickly, before I forget, I wanted to tell you the story of the pickle that I mentioned earlier. Okay, the pickle, remember I said it was hollowed out in the back? We also had a horse and we used the pickle to go get the hay for the horse to feed it. And so there was like a little bit of hay left over in the back of the truck, like right behind the driver's seat and right behind the passenger seat. Our horse, Smokey, climbed in. The back of the, the panel truck has like Dutch doors, like, you know, Dutch doors that fold outward. Okay, I had two of those on the back. And our horse climbed inside, fully grown horse, inside the panel truck and got stuck in there. And because she wanted to get that little bit of hay that was behind the passenger seat, the driver's side seat, got stuck in there. And my dad had to go into the truck and like help push her out of it. And I'm pretty sure he had to get like a rope and tie it around her, like one of her legs to help pull her out. Like it was a whole fiasco. And that's what I think of every time I see that truck. And that's what us kids always talk about. Hey, remember that time Smokey got trapped in the, in the panel truck? And it's just something that I will truly never forget witnessing so anyway that's a fun little story for you guys so you can paint a mental picture that's how big the pickle was like big enough to fit a fully grown horse okay so now let's move on to like somewhere where you're living so we all know there's like transition period in your 20s maybe your early 30s where you're like renting or you live in not so great houses i can't tell you the amount of like not so great houses i've lived in throughout college I've had, you know, five roommates. I've had three roommates. I lived in a two-bedroom apartment with four people. I lived in a one-bedroom apartment and shared the bedroom in San Diego while I went to school. Um, so many places that are, of course, like not ideal. Who lives in an ideal place uh, going through college? And then like my house growing up. Again, we'll go back to my dad's house. My dad's house, my brother lives there now. My dad has passed away. And I never invited people over. Like, I think my best friend has been over there once before in, I think it was in high school. So I never invited friends over. Nobody ever came over to my house. Should I have felt ashamed of it? Of course not. We had a fucking roof over our head. Like, why would I feel ashamed about that? We had a house. A lot of people don't have a house or a bed to sleep in. So I felt ashamed about having a house and a bed to sleep in, but that's like a separate issue. So if we can think about all the scenarios in our life, like all the time growing up, if we can think about the cars that our family drove, the houses that we lived in, the clothes that we wore, like we wore, we always wore hand-me-down clothes. I wore my brother's clothes because he was older than me. So I got his hand-me-downs. We wore thrift store clothes, like, and all these things, like a hundred percent I felt embarrassed about because my friends did not live like that. And those things have carried on into my adult life that I've had to like work through, right? So now if I can think about Right now I live in like, I think it's 700 square feet. It's one bedroom. I live here with my boyfriend. We have a living room slash kitchen. It's the same room, okay? It's not big. Do I feel embarrassed about this now? Absolutely not. What is there to be embarrassed of? I have a bed. I have a boyfriend that I love. I've got a cat. I have a roof over my head. I have heat. I have air conditioning. I have a little outside patio. Amazing, right? We feel this pressure to fit into whatever we see. So if we see that our friends are living better, our friends have bought our first their first house at 25, our friends drive a Mercedes, our friends have a fancy corporate job, our friends wear designer clothes, our friends have really nice shoes, our friends have 
designer purses. Our friends are always getting their hair done. We feel pressure to live that sort of lifestyle and we feel, feel embarrassed if we have anything less. But let me tell you, the amount of people that I've talked to who have those nice things, that have a brand new car, that have a house that they can't afford, that are deeply in debt, that haven't paid off their student loans, that buy their clothes on a credit card, that get their hair done because they don't feel good about themselves, they're unhappy. I'm not saying this for everyone, obviously, like there's a lot of people that are happy with their lives, but I'm saying like, you can't look at the face value of someone like, wow, they have such an amazing life. You know what I see when I look at those people? Once I talk to them, I see you're deeply in debt to afford a car that you can't afford. You're deeply in debt to afford a house you can't afford that you struggle to make payments for because you don't know how much house you can afford. But there's no shame in working with what you have, right? I live in this tiny house. I drive Gladys Peach, my old gold Toyota Corolla, okay? It's nothing to look at. But there's no shame in working with what you have. So you can't think to yourself like, okay, who am I to daydream about having a nicer car? Who am I to daydream about one day buying my own house? You have to work with the current situation that you have and make the best of it. So yeah, we live in this tiny place. I don't feel embarrassed about it. I have no shame about it because you know what it allows me to do? It allows me to put away even more money toward my future goals and to live debt-free and to have a car payment, have no car payment, right? That's what it allows me to do. Where's the shame in that? Please tell me. <laughs> There's no shame in working with what you have. So wherever you are today, if you like have a car that you can't really afford, if you're living in a small house and you feel ashamed about it every time you invite your friends over, or you can't host dinner parties at your house because you don't have a big enough, you know, dining room area to have all of your friends over, whatever it is, like it doesn't really matter what other people think about that situation. You have to learn to be comfortable with it and be like, this is what I have. This is what I'm working with. Yeah. I pay this amount of money a month and it allows me to do this because that's how I've learned to think about it. And now I can think like, okay, who am I not to daydream about having a second home in France, which I do. Okay. I just did that this morning. I talked about future mapping last week, two weeks ago. Okay. I do it regularly. I thought about today during my 10 minutes of mindfulness in the morning, I thought about having a second house in France and what our garden would look like and what we would wear and all the fancy wine that we would drink, like having garden parties. Okay. Now I daydream about that. And I always say, I don't live here, here in my 700 square foot house. I only live here in reality. I don't live here in my mind. Meaning I think of it as like, I'm just catching up to my future. My future is that second home in France. That future is retiring early and doing whatever the fuck I want. That future is doing a job that I love, that I'm not like tied down to a job that I hate and working for somebody else and building someone else's dream. Right now in this situation, in having that beater car, in having a small apartment, in having a small house, in never buying new clothes right now, I'm just catching up to my future. And that's how we have to think about it, is not to live small and think small and believe small, of like, this is all I can have. I will only ever have a crappy car. I will only ever have hand-me-down clothes or clothes from Target or clothes from Walmart or clothes from the thrift store. I will only ever have a rental house. I'll never be able to buy my own house. You're just catching up to your future and that's how you have to think about it. Okay, so never play small with what you have. That's what you have and you need to lean into it, be proud of it, realize that it's giving you an opportunity to big, build something bigger 
and then go fucking do it, okay? Catch up to whatever your future is. Spend your 10 minutes every day imagining what you could accomplish in your life, imagining all the people that you could serve, imagining what you could do if you thought about money as freedom instead of money as a scarcity, as something to be argued about. The trouble comes when you live somewhere in reality and you live there in your mind also. If you can learn to live somewhere in reality and daydream about what your life can be and use your reality to catapult yourself into your future, that's what we're looking for, okay? So I want you to practice that this week. Take whatever situation you have. If you're renting right now, if you don't have the best car, if you don't have the best clothes, if you're deeply in debt, or if you're kind of in debt, if you have just to pay your student loans off, if you have personal loans, if you have credit card debt, that's your reality. Now let's take the time to think about what your future is going to be like. Think about it in your mind and then use your current situation to get to your future. Embrace it. Don't be ashamed about whatever you have going on for you right now. And, and we're going to use this to catch up to your future. And I want you to know that because so many people spend time and their mental energy in that space of like, this is all that there is for me. That's it. There's always struggling. This is what it will always be. I will always argue about money with my partner. I will always struggle. I will never be able to pay the bills. You're never stuck there. And in the meantime, I want you guys to know that I'm always here for you. If you want to DM me, if you want to email me, if you want to, I don't know, send me a Facebook message, whatever it is. If you're feeling stuck in some way, if you're feeling like your reality is too overwhelming, stresses you out too much, I want you to know I'm literally one DM away and I will help you however I can. And um, we're going to catch everybody up to what their future is, to what their new reality is. And that's what I'm here for. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode this week a little bit more unscripted. I'm going to have to do some editing to this episode because it got, you know, tripped up on my words. But of course, practice makes perfect with everything. And um, that's what I'm going to be embracing as we go forward is not to be you know, it's only going to be editing for a little while. And then once I hit my stride, we'll be all good to go. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Come hang out with me on Instagram. Um, I'm again, planning something exciting for you guys. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. I've spent a couple weeks doing some market research, talk to you guys in the DMS. And I think I've, I'm onto something that's really going to help you in the coming weeks, months, years of your life. That's going to be very, very helpful. And we're going to spend some quality time together you and I so I will see you guys on Instagram and I will see you next week here on the podcast thank you so much for hanging out with me and I will see you next week 